One day in the August of 2018, I'll always remember that date, I woke up in a bed that wasn't my own. I often laugh about that because it's not something that unusual, I suppose, to wake up and not know where you are. But this time for me was really different. There was a woman I didn't know who was holding my hand. And as she quickly removed a feeding tube from my throat and stomach, she explained to me that I was in the Royal Perth ICU. Immediately, my mind skipped to the worst, as yours probably would too in this scenario. I asked if I'd been in a car accident. And the woman who turned out to be a nurse, of course, there at ICU, explained to me that no, I'd in fact suffered not one, but two near deadly seizures. I'd fallen off of the gurney in emergency in the second seizure. I'd bitten my tongue and badly hit my head. Only a few days later, I was offered a job presenting a brand new show on Talkback Radio. And a day or two after that, I found myself in a TV studio out the back with the makeup artist saying, can you cover up this massive lump on my head? In today's media landscape, options abound. From traditional platforms like TV and radio to the digital realm, social media, online publications and podcasts, just like this one. I'm Carmen Braidwood, your guide to the rapid changes in the modern media space. Whether you're a personal brand or corporate entity, staying relevant is key. Join me, a seasoned TV and radio presenter, content creator and modern media trainer as we navigate this dynamic terrain together. Let's do this. What I shared with you before the intro were some moments after the days of my near-fatal Addisonian crisis. I now know that I live with the chronic condition Addison's disease. It's also known as adrenal insufficiency. And there's a reason I share that story. It's because, A, it's uniquely mine, and B, a compelling story is a compelling story no matter who you are, no matter what you do for a living. And we've all got one. They're the things that make us the most unique version of ourselves, the most authentic version of ourselves. And so even though I'm a media trainer and my job right now is to help you navigate the modern world of media, taking in traditional media and modern media and how to tell your story in those places, it's still relevant for me to share a story about my health. And that is because it illustrates to you what I now regard as a pretty complicated relationship with the media. As I pointed out, after having this near-fatal illness discovered and, and health crisis, I got myself out of ICU into a hospital bed where I promptly accepted a radio job. I got myself home and within a few hours, literally the same day, I was there taking a PR opportunity to do some news commentary on my local television station. You see, I was that scared, especially after losing my job on Breakfast Radio here in Perth only 12 months earlier, that I wouldn't get another opportunity, that I just didn't have it in me to say, you know what, now's not a good time. I need to give my body the time it is quite clearly screaming at me that it needs to heal. In a way, I did in the end find time for the recovery that I needed. And that's because I discovered a way forward outside of doing regular radio gigs like the one I took that day and outside of jumping at every available PR opportunity 
to grow this tiny seed of a business idea. And I'll tell you more about that business in the next episode. But before I could find my way through, fear held me back. Fear got in the way yet again. Fear of what other people would think, of not being good enough. It was good old imposter syndrome. You see, I have this background that is mainly in broadcast radio. I've been working in radio in one way, shape or form since I was 20 years old. Who was I then to teach people to speak on camera? The thing is, I also had an equal amount of time and experience speaking on camera for various television productions and PR opportunities that came with my role on radio. But I let that fear about my own perceived inadequacy about how much TV work I'd done hold me back from building a business around showing up confidently as your most authentic self in the modern media. So that takes in social media and your website, the places where we stick videos, the places where we need to show up authentically and tell our own stories. And then also showing up in the traditional media or what we like to call legacy media. For those things, you need to be a modern media performer, right? You need to be able to confidently and eloquently, incredibly tell your story in a way that gives context and builds connection and trust with your perfect audience member. You know what's really funny? Fear, whilst it's something you can learn to live with and to reduce, it can hold you back more than anything at all. And it can keep coming back. And I've even experienced that same fear recording this very podcast. Since I became a coach and media trainer to industry leaders all over Australia, I have seen that no one is immune to fear and it shows up in all kinds of ways. So let me share with you today the ways that I (laughs) have experienced pretty severe fear around getting this podcast out to you. And one of them has to do with perfectionism. Imagine a lot of you will relate to this. A lot of my clients relate to this. It's overthinking the task to the point of paralysis, which is exactly where I've been for the last six weeks or so as I embark on recording these first three episodes because I really wanted to start by helping you get to know me, by sharing my personal story. But I was met with this huge weight of expectation about how I tell that story. And it's funny, I tell that story on stages. I tell that story in short videos. I tell that story on podcasts all the time. I've told it to the press. I've told it to a newspaper journalist. I've told it on radio before. But something about recording it for my one precious podcast made me feel like I had to bring this extra level of perfection to it. I had to tell it the way, the most perfect way. But I'm here to share with you (laughs) that you're never going to get it 100% right. It's never going to be exactly the same. And we are all made up of a huge sum of experiences and you're never, ever going to be able to tell it completely perfectly. But you will do it the right way for what's required at the time. The other way that fear shows up is over-preparedness. Burying yourself in all these other important tasks that you think need to happen before you can do the challenging thing at hand, the thing that's making you really uncomfortable, the thing that's bringing your fear out. And yeah, my example during this podcast preparation was just feeling like I needed to know everything about every element of the podcast 
all the other people I would go to to source interviews, the content I was going to create. I wanted to have things batched and ready to go. I wanted my promos ready to go, my intros and outros. When in reality, what I really needed to do was get in here to my wardrobe in my house, which is the most sound-friendly environment where I record my voiceovers for TV, would you believe, and just start talking and see what happens. There's another way that fear shows up. It's the third P, if you like, in this scenario, and that's procrastination. Chronic procrastinators are really people who are having trouble navigating their fear. And I think Elizabeth Gilbert has some of the best stuff around procrastination in her book, Big Magic. It's all about the joys of living the creative life, which anyone who's ever, you know, started their own business or worked as a freelancer, worked in the creative industry or any other industry for that matter, but someone who's required themselves to put themselves out there in order to grow. It's how I like to see it being a creative life. So Elizabeth Gilbert says, it seems to me that the less I fight my fear, the less it fights back. If I can relax, fear relaxes too. And that has been what I've been attempting to do this last couple of weeks. Lots and lots of relaxation techniques, meditations. I've gotten back into my swimming. I have taken saunas. I've gone to meditation classes. I've walked my dog. I've done all the things I can possibly do to try and calm that fear. It's always going to be there, even as I talk to you right now, chronically searching my brain just to make sure I deliver this in the most perfect way. I have so many notes. It's not funny, but I will not script this thing because I want to be able to just talk to you and demonstrate the power of connection through a microphone that is so incredibly intimate and so, so great for storytellers online and in the digital and social media and in traditional media. If we could all just relinquish that desire to be so perfect. So when these things hit, along with reconnecting with your meditations and relaxation, as Elizabeth Gilbert recommends, I've got a few other hacks that are going to help you find confidence. And these are things that have helped my clients, they've helped me, and they really do make a difference when you need to do something a bit stretchy that makes you uncomfortable, that brings on all that fear, like maybe recording the first episode of your podcast. The first one, reconnect with your audience. And my major hack for doing this one is to watch a recording of yourself connecting with your audience. I'm a speaker. I speak and deliver keynotes and workshop presentations at conferences. I speak on TV. I speak in lives on social media. If I want to know that I'm confident enough to deliver that content, or even more importantly, if I want to know that I'm competent enough to deliver that content, I go back and watch something that I did. Maybe six or 12 months ago, or maybe even right at the beginning of my journey as a speaker. And I see that my innate base level of knowledge and competence in my area of expertise is actually pretty good. And someone outside of my industry would really greatly benefit from that. In fact, I've heard from people inside my industry and they've greatly benefited from it too. Watch yourself in your zone of genius and you will reconnect with the idea of just how great you are. And it's a really wonderful confidence hack. I also love recommending that you reconnect with the idea of being in service to your audience. And to put this more harshly, it is a bit harsh. It's kind of about thinking it's not about you. When we procrastinate, when we focus on perfectionism, when we let the fear get the better of us, we're making it about us. My fear also shows up in things like, you know, those menial tasks that you think need to be done before it can happen. 
My fear always used to show up in things like going shopping to find the perfect outfit to wear on TV the next day or making sure that I had my eyebrow appointment booked in or getting some lash extensions, all these kind of time-filling things that were really more about me and my perception of how I looked than being in service to my audience. When you're in service to your audience, you focus on bringing value to them and supporting them to do the things that they need to do in their lives, giving them a reason to hear what you've got to say. Another hack is to reconnect with your why, the reason you wanted to start telling your story to other people in the first place. Self-serving reasons sometimes aren't as helpful here, okay? So rule out things like money, rule out things like buying that dream car or a new pair of boots or something like that. Can you tap into a really intrinsic, a really motivating reason for why you actually want to make a piece of content or share your story in the first place. I mentioned earlier being in service to other people, but what about something like freedom? For me, since that day at the Royal Perth ICU, when I could not see through my fear enough to be honest with a potential employer and say, listen, now's not the right time, and I couldn't trust that maybe another opportunity would come around, I now see that being a person who can create her own content, being a person who can freelance instead to the media, being a person who can build a business as a media trainer, as a modern media trainer, as a confidence on camera coach, has allowed me this incredible level of freedom to spend more time looking after myself, to spend more time with my family, spend more time with my dog, and time really is the new rich. That is the reason behind so much of what I do in business. And I know for me, that's the thing I really need to connect with. So if you're listening to this, I'd love you to think about what it is that you might need to do out of those three R's, the reconnecting with yourself in terms of your confidence, reconnecting with your idea of being in service and reconnecting with your why to help you avoid the three P's, which are perfectionism, over-preparedness and procrastination. Those are the things that are going to help you break through the fear that is holding you back from doing things like pitching yourself to a TV show as an expert commentator. It's going to help you put yourself out there in your own pieces of content, whether it's going live on social media or using LinkedIn to post a piece of video training that you know will benefit people who want to do exactly the same thing that you've done. None of these things are easy. If you're finding it hard to put yourself out there, believe me, even the most experienced people, the most experienced broadcasters, the most experienced experts, commentators, academics, they feel the same fear too. But it is a really genuinely learnable thing to create content, to show up in the modern media and leverage that to get the freedom or whatever it is that you crave day to day in your life. It might not be freedom. It might be something more like being of service to a particular charity or a cause. Do you really strongly believe in something and know that if you get that story out there, you're going to be able to make a difference? These are the things that could potentially stand in your way. So there it is, episode one and my story, some of it, the stuff that I can fit into this short under 20-minute episode and how it has helped me learn a lot about how to navigate the modern media. So now we know where all that fear can come from. And in my case, it comes from a pretty complicated 
Some might say toxic relationship with my chosen career in the broadcast media. I want to help you navigate ways to kick the fear to the curb. And I'm going to share with you exactly how that happened for me so that you can start to speed up your own modern media journey. Once you know how to navigate these online platforms, create content for them that really works, and then leverage that through exposure in traditional media, things like TV and radio appearances, you can really make a difference to your cause, to the story that you want out there in the world. It might be a worthy cause, it might be a charitable pursuit, it might be something that you know you need to change in order to make life better for the people around you and then even create a living for yourself. And before I go, an update for you on my health situation, considering I shared some pretty heavy details about my health crisis. You should know that that Addisonian crisis happened a good six years ago now. And Addison's disease is the condition that wasn't being treated at the time that caused me to have that really serious outcome of a couple of seizures and needing to be placed into an induced coma. You should know that whilst it's absolutely a potentially lethal illness, it's one that's extremely treatable. And now I'm on a series of medications, steroids among them that I take daily and throughout the day. I manage the illness with stress management as well. And as well as it being treatable, it's a condition that you can live with and thrive with. So that is something I'm extremely grateful for. There was definitely a period of time where I really struggled with some grief and anger around the fact that because I was left for such a long time without being diagnosed with Addison's disease, I experienced an early menopause. And that's why I don't have biological children my own. I would have Love to have done that. Thank goodness I've been able to become a stepmom. Thank goodness I'm a puppy mum. I've got this wonderful, rich family life that has been given to me anyway. And even though there are size 12 shoes all over my living room from time to time, it's an experience I am extremely grateful for. So where to from here? Join me on the next episode of Modern Media when I share with you possibly, possibly my most embarrassing moment on national television. Your name, your name, it's all of so much love. Yeah, there it is. I lost the capacity to speak English, even with 16 years at that stage of live broadcasting experience. It was the presence of that camera that sent me to water. And I want to share with you how I was able to overcome that fear and now treat that moment, that excruciating moment on camera, as a highly valuable teaching experience. That's next on Modern Media. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Carmen Braidwood, your guide to navigating the ever-changing world of media. Dive deeper into today's topics. You can check out the show notes. Or for more details about modern media training, head to carmenbraidwood.com.au. Until next time, keep on shining in the modern media landscape.